Hi ladies, welcome back. I I gotta be real with y'all right now. I feel so full and I just feel like I need to get some things out. So I decided to go ahead and jump on the podcast um, and talk to you guys. Just, just let what God is saying to me flow through my lips to get to your ears. Um, before I start, I just want to say that I hope that you are well. Um, I hope that you've had revelations since the last podcast. I hope that you are just seeing, starting to see that breakthrough that you are desiring on this journey to wholeness. So what's just been on me so heavy right now is the things that break us. And I'm not going to get into all of the things that break us, but the little thing that we think is so small that it's actually so big. So ever since we're younger, we've always heard the words. You've heard that saying, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Right. That is like the biggest lie ever. Okay, one thing about sticks and stones breaking your bones, those bones heal up after you get it in that cast or whatever you may need. But words, they stick around for a lifetime. Like, honestly, how many things can you think of right now that someone said to you that you're like, my goodness, it hurt my feelings. Or even if you don't realize that it hurt your feelings, it's something that plays over and over in your head when you don't even want to think about it anymore. Words are powerful. You know, even in God's word, he, he says that there is life and death in the power of the tongue. And that's like one of the most powerful scriptures ever, because it is. It is very, very, very important, the things that you say, that you speak life into yourself and not death, not brokenness. And see, not only do we have the power of speaking life into us, but we have a whole lot of people that are around us that can speak life to us. We also have a lot of people around us who can speak death into our lives. Now, we can't control what other people say about us or say to us. However, we have the power to accept the things that people are saying about us or to rebuke them. Now, I know you might be like, well, what do you actually mean? So... If you have a friend that encourages you, that says, you know, you, you, you're going out, you guys are going to go have lunch together and your friend, you walk in and your friend is like, oh my goodness, girl, you look beautiful today. Like, I love your outfit. You just look like you're walking with confidence. I love it. That's like a, something of your friend speaking life into you, you know? She's being encouraging and she's making you feel good about yourself. Now, sometimes we have those quote unquote friends that aren't exactly on that life speaking journey and they 
may say something to us that may break us. Like you may have been in your closet trying to figure out what's where and you might have been struggling and you decided, okay, well, I'm going to put this on. You know, I can kind of see my stomach a little bit through this, but I think it'll be fine. So then you go and you pull up to the restaurant and your friend sees you and was like, girl, why you put that on? Your stomach is just so big and out there. You know you're wrong for that. And then every time you go in your closet after that, it really, really, really becomes an issue with finding clothes because of what your friend said to you. Now, that's a a lower um, situation. You know, it's, it's a minor situation. Um, not exactly because, again, those words can stick with you for a lifetime. However, it's a lot of things that we allow other people to say to us that just break off pieces. And... I want to share with you again, I said that I will always, you know, be vulnerable with you and um, share things with you that I've had to endure through this journey. And I've had things said to me that broke me and stuck with me. And until I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I don't have to accept that. I can accept what God thinks of me. It it opened up a whole new world for me. So some things that, you know, that have been said to me that even though, like some people probably don't even see anything wrong with it. Like a lot of times people just talk, right? So one thing that really bothered me was the fact that everyone always talked about my weight. So I'm thinner, skinny. Um, It's funny because my dad actually calls me skinny. It's not a bad thing when he calls me skinny. But when I walk around and when people are like, you need to gain weight. Why are you so skinny? Oh, you're skinny this. Oh, girl, you're so skinny. And I heard it so, so much that I started to feel less than for myself. I, I would literally walk around with my my friends and my family. And when I saw someone else who was thin, I would say, am I that small? Because no one would ever talk about how skinny someone else was. But they would always come up to me and tell me about how skinny I was. So I'm like, I literally, literally thought I was walking around looking like skin and bones, honestly. And that thing, it, it broke me. It really did, because then I start thinking, not only am I skinny, but I must be real ugly too. You know, people are always pointing this out to me. And in all actuality, they're talking about that I need to gain weight. Like, they didn't think that I wanted to gain some weight. I did. And even with that, if you really know me, I'm greedy. I eat a whole bunch. Like, out of my family, my immediate family, I probably eat the most of them all. But weight just never really found me. And 
I had to get to the point where it was like, you know, this is me. Okay. If weight ever decides to come to me, then so be it. It'll be here. But I had to start to learn, learn to love who I was. And I had to learn that no matter my, what the scale said, what my weight was saying, that I am beautiful and that it doesn't matter about my weight. Like I literally started making that top priority in my life. Some other things that I dealt with was I had um, someone tell me, now I do, I have a child, um, little girl. She is three years old right now, going on 30. Um, But I had someone tell me that I will only be a baby mama and that I would never be a wife. Like, you're just a baby mama and that's all you'll ever be. And boy, did that break me. Because again, if you know me, one thing that I desired and still desire to this day is to be a wife. Like, that is something that I want to be. And I've gotten to the place now where I know that I will be a wife but I'm accepting who God has for me rather than me trying to be out there finding it for myself. And again, it was something that I had to learn that I can accept those words that were said to me or I can rebuke those words. And I can know that God chose me, that God made me and that God says that I'm good and that I'm worthy and that I know that God has someone out there for me. And no matter who it may end up being, that I will not just always be a baby mama. So when I changed those words and I actually said, you know, I am a wife, you know, I, I look good. I'm beautiful. I'm, I'm beautiful in the skin that I am, that I'm in, even if I'm skinny. You know, I can I look in the mirror and I say, girl, you look good when I put on clothes, you know, and I don't sit there and allow what someone else is saying to me to break me. Now, granted, in the Bible, it lets us know that we're not at war with flesh, but it's a spiritual war that we are in. And quite honestly, I feel that when other people say things to you, we got to look at it so much so as is the enemy using them to speak to you, to try and break you. Because as I explained to you before, the enemy wants us broken and stuck. That's his desire. So Instead of always looking at like, oh, someone's hating on me or, you know, they always have something to say about me. Like the enemy knows that you have something so great inside of you that he wants to make you fumble it. He wants you to drop it. So he's going to use people in situations to speak death into your life, to make you feel broken, to make you feel stuck. So it's very, very important that not only do you learn to rebuke the lies, 
and accept the good stuff. But it's also important that you know what Christ says about you, because that's the important thing. What he says about you, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are chosen, that you are loved. You have to know all of these things. And I want to get into that next time when I speak to you. But right now, like I said, the first step of learning to accept those things is not to accept the lies of the enemy and the, the death that is being spoken over you. You have to be able to discern it and say, nope, that's not what Christ said about me. So obviously that's the enemy. So I rebuke it. Okay. Now I'm talking to you right now about what people say to you, but I want to talk to you also about something that's way more important. What do you say about you? What do you say to yourself when you are sitting there and you start saying things to yourself? Now, those things are powerful also. The thoughts and the words that you say to yourself, even if it's not an audible voice. Now, I can talk to you about some of the things that I said to myself, like, you're not good enough. You're not beautiful enough. You don't speak well enough. You don't articulate your words well enough. How can you teach someone and you don't have it all together? Hmm. Now, I sat there and I said those things and more to myself. And it helped keep me stuck in a mindset that I wouldn't amount to anything. Now, no one said that to me. I just took all of the lies that other people may have spoken or that I may have just started thinking about myself. And I took all those things and I kept saying them over and over to myself. Allowing me to stay stuck. Allowing me to not venture out and try to help people through the struggles that I had to go through to help bridge that gap, to help them get over those things quicker. I had to learn that when those thoughts started coming to my brain, that I had to shut them down. You know, God's word says that we should keep every thought captive. Okay? So when those thoughts start coming to your mind, you have to rebuke them. Nope, that's not what God says about me. I, I, will, I will not. I will not say that to me. And start speaking God's truth over your life. That's why it is very important for you not to just listen to the things that I am saying to you that help me. But for you to also dive into God's word and and find out for yourself what God has said about you. Because that's what matters. Because if God said it, that's where victory is.
God said it, not the enemy. Now, one thing about the enemy, too, he will use things to to try and twist God's words. So that's why it's important for you to know God's word for yourself, not through a pastor, not through a friend, not through your mom, your grandmother. You have to know God's word. You have to know God's truth. I will tell you, I think that a lot of times when we grow up and we hear about the Bible, you think about this big old book. Like if you're anything like me, like when I was in school, I I love to read, but I want to read what I want to read. Like if the teacher gave me something to read, (laughs) I probably would go on cliff notes or something. I'm not going to lie. It it was, it's a boring book. I don't, I don't, I don't want to read that. So I think a lot of times we look at it the same way, like with the Bible, because we're so conditioned by the way we grew up in churches or the lack thereof growing up in the church. And we just think that, you know, it's this big old born Bible that's probably in the King James Version. I don't even understand it, but they keep telling me to read this book. Fear not. The Bible is written in many, many translations. So you have to choose what is best for you. Now, again, King James Version isn't really good for me because like I feel so dumb reading it sometimes. Like I'm like, well, what does that word really mean? Um, I can't even pronounce that. So um, I choose to, you know, use another translation. Now I have scriptures where I like it in King James Version. You don't have to read the, the Bible in just one translation. And let me tell you about one thing. A lot of you guys like, you know, just being human, we, we like drama, you know, we like the juicy stories and everything. Girl, if you pick up your Bible, trust me, it's a whole lot of that in the Bible. It It is. Trust me, you'll pick up your Bible and it's it's actually really interesting, okay? Like it, the parables that that God spoke in there. I mean, David, I love, love David. David got a little messy in there too. Like David was, he he had his own wives and stuff. And then he started messing with this lady. He ended up getting her pregnant. And then he got scared when he got her pregnant and tried to get the, the, her husband was a soldier of his. So he called the soldiers home so that he would go back to his wife so that they would think that the wife was pregnant by the husband. But the soldier was so loyal that he wouldn't go back to his wife. He wanted to stay with other soldiers. So when that didn't work, David put him at the front of the line when they went out to fight so that he would get killed. And it happened too. You didn't know that was in the Bible. Girl, if you didn't know that was in the Bible, you need to open your Bible and you need to go read it. Now, I know I kind of got off on the tangent a little bit because again, I, I always tell people like, you need to know this stuff for yourself. Don't always go by what people say because the devil knows the Bible too. So, You need to know it for yourself. 
Okay. So again, take some time to dive in, take some time to, again, look up, even if you have to use Google as a guide, look up God's promises for me. What does God say about me? And again, I'm going to go over this and dive a little deeper next time I speak with you on the podcast, but I want you to, again, put in the work to start to look at it for yourself before you just wait to listen to what I have to say. Because again, God may give you revelation that he hasn't given me yet. Open up that book. Again, use Google as a guide. Where do I find God's promises? Where do I find what God says about me? And we have to use his word as a weapon. And that is going to help us get to the healing that we need. It helps so much. I promise you, like I, I want to say that I dealt with, but (laughs) I'm going to be real honest with you. I still deal with it, but not at the same capacity, but I deal with anxiety and thoughts start flooding my mind. And a lot of times the, the anxiety comes from the the enemy trying to keep us from where God is trying to get us to go. So I've learned that. And I spoke to you guys last time about me getting, sitting in an answer prayer and God buying me my house. Y'all, God bought me a house that was, that's 40 about 40 minutes away from my family. And I've always been right around my family. Like I said, I was living with mom. I was living with dad. Um, my um, brother is right there as well. Um, and my little brother, same thing. So when God revealed to me that he was buying me a house and that it was going to be 40 minutes away, I was like, mm. I had to step out on faith and I had to do it afraid. But y'all, that thing shook me. I'm like, am I really going to be able to do this? And I'll never forget, never forget. I'm sitting at home and the the house that I, that um, God bought me, okay, um, it's a new construction. So a lot of the time spent was waiting for it to be built. So I was like, okay, well, I can learn to like drive there by myself. So I was sitting at home and I was like, okay, I'm going to drive and I'm going to see, you know, the, the progress that's for my house to see maybe if they put a roof on, if they put bricks up, you know, the whole process like that. So I get in my car and well, I tell my parents, I'm like, oh, I'm about to, you know, drive to my house. So they're like, oh, okay, good for you. So I get in the car and I'm driving and I get y'all not even halfway, not even halfway. Uh, I'll probably say a quarter of the way, probably. And thoughts just start flooding my mind. And I get to the point where it feels like I'm about to hyperventilate, like whole panic attack is going in Nothing happened. Like, it's a nice sunny day just driving in my car. And I literally was like, okay, God, 
please. I'm about to turn around right now. Just get me back to my house so I don't freak out. So I'm not on the side of the road panicking and people think I'm crazy. And then they're going to call 911 and then they're going to baker at me. And again, all these thoughts just start going through my mind. Then just start playing out and I'm freaking out. And I went, I, I, God got me back home and I went and I was sitting in my room and my, my parents had went somewhere and they came back. They were like, dang, that was fast. And I was like, oh, um, I didn't go. I started freaking out. Um, so I just turned back around and got back in bed and they were like, what? And, and my dad's like, like, how are you going to move there? Like, am I going to have to take you home every day? And I was like, Oh no, I was like, um, I'm praying about it. You know, God is going to work it out. I might, I might cry the whole first week when I go up there and that's all right. It's, it's all right. I trust that God is going to get me through. And, you know, I had to learn it was okay that I turned around that day. Um, but it was not okay if I kept turning around. So I had to continue to pray about it. Right. And then I had to learn to hold those thoughts captive. And as soon as I started feeling those thoughts start going through my brain, I said, oh, no, the devil is a liar. God, please just flood me with your peace, your peace that passes all understanding. Your word says that you will never leave me. You will never forsake me. You are right here in this car with me. You are right here in this house with me. You will get me through and I have nothing to worry about. And y'all, when I started doing that, when I tell you that, like it, like poof, be gone, like peace came over me. I'm like, dang, I got to do this with more things. Because when I started speaking God's truth over my life and not allowing the enemy's schemes to control me, to hold me back, it was powerful. And I'm not saying that. You're going to do it once and then you'll never have to worry about it again. No, y'all, my house was built and I'll never forget the first day that we were going to stay in the house and we were driving up there by ourselves, me and my baby, my baby in the backseat and we're driving. And every, every time I get to this point, I think about it, but I, I was driving and I'm driving by this gas station and I started feeling myself about to hyperventilate. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Like, I already signed for this house. You bought me this house. I can't, I can't walk away from this. I can't allow fear and anxiety to hold me back. Lord Jesus, come to me right now. Flood me with your peace. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. Your word says that you did not give me the spirit of fear but a power in sound mind. And again, that peace just came. And I went home. I went home. And I walked in that house. And I said, you know what, Lord? You're going to help me through this. You're going to... I don't care if every day when I get right there to that gas station, passing by that gas station, if I feel that same fear. I'm going to keep saying the same thing until I never feel it again. And y'all, I've been in this house for a couple of months now. And I look over at that gas station and I just smile and say, whoo, God has brought me so far. And on the days that I ride past that gas station and I have those feelings start to come, 
It's a reminder to me that God has gotten me past that gas station so many times, morning and night, every day, and that he will continue to get me through. But see, I had to know God's word for myself. I had to know the truth of what God said. Because so many people will tell you things and it's not what God said. Baby girl, please, please pay attention to what God is saying about you and not what this world is saying about you. It's very important. Very important. And please take some time out between now and the next time that I come back on on this podcast to dig into God's word and find out what he says about you in your life. It's important. Put in that work. Put it in. I want to finish out with prayer because it's so important to pray continuously. This journey is going to take prayer, perseverance, mind transformation, action. All right? It's not going to be easy, but it's worth it. Father God, I just come to you right now and I thank you. I thank you for making us. To where you said that we were good. Thank you. For planning things out for us. For our goods. Because we love you. Thank you. That we have. The weapons. Of your word. To use against. The enemy and his schemes. Thank you that there is victory in your name and that the devil cannot prevail. Lord Jesus, I just thank you. Because for so long, he's tried to hold each and every one of us back. But as I declare over all of these women under the sound of my voice, every time I get on here, We are chain breakers. We are breaking generational curses. Lord Jesus, we sit to you. We sit here with repentance in our heart, Lord Jesus, that every sin known and unknown. Lord Jesus, we ask for your forgiveness. We ask that we turn away from our sinful nature. We ask that we that you just continue to do a good work in us until you see it complete. We stand with our arms held high, our hands open and surrender to you, Lord Jesus. We thought we knew the way, but we don't. Your ways are higher. Your thoughts are higher. And they're so much better. So your will be done in our lives. Not our will, your will. We promise to continue to pray and to seek you, to open up your word and to learn from you. 
God, I thank you for using me as a vessel to get words out to these women. But Lord Jesus, I just pray that you tug on their hearts and that you have them to open up your words and, and word and, and learn you for, your, for themselves. That they see that you are a good, good father and that you are a man of your word and that nothing that you say comes back void because you are not man that you shall lie. Lord Jesus, I pray breakthroughs. I pray healing over all of these ladies. Reveal to them what you have inside of them. Continue to shine your light through them. And Lord Jesus, anyone under the sound of my voice that does not know you and has not accepted you into their lives, I pray that you just reveal to them this week why is it why it is important for them to have you in their lives. Why is it important for them to have a relationship with you? And I pray that everyone that doesn't know you and doesn't already have that relationship with you, that they, they yearn for it and they receive it in Jesus' name, that they receive it. You are awesome. I can't praise you enough. Lord Jesus, I can't. I, I, can, I can sit here and I can, I, if, if, if I have forever, if I have forever, I would thank you for everything little and big. Thank you for my breath. Thank you for my family. Thank you for healing over, over my body. Thank you for healing over these women's body, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your love, your unconditional love. That love that everyone is seeking. Lord Jesus, continue to do what you are famous for. Continue to use us. Continue to comfort us. Continue to just keep us in your presence. You are awesome. All glory to you. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ladies, go out and be great this week. Go out and find out what God says about you. Who God says you are. There is greatness inside of you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are chosen. You are beautiful. You are worthy. I love you. Have a great week. See you back next time.